You're listening to the Cars of Carlisle Network, podcast episode number 92. Bruce Hall, Applewood Motor Car Transport. Cars of Carlisle is your favorite internationally downloaded podcast about all things automotive. Darren and his CFC team are ever searching for interesting automotive happenings, real stories about real car people, and fun features to inform and entertain you. Each week, the Cars of Carlisle crew brings you show topics ranging from car shows to team adventures to auto racing weekends to behind-the-scenes human interest stories from car nuts that live across town, across the country, or even across the globe. Come join the road trip. Today, ride along to Gerardstown, West Virginia to meet CFC friend Bruce Hall. Bruce is the owner of Applewood Motor Car, which is an enclosed transport service handling precious cargo for owners of classic, collector, and exotic cars. Oftentimes, Bruce's transports can be found hauling well over seven figures worth of vehicles on board. Over the last 30 years of transporting incredible cars up and down the eastern seaboard, his team has built lasting relationships with clients of all types, including Lamborghini. That's right. In any given week, Bruce's company may be hauling a load of Lamborghini Huracans and Aventadors between metropolitan dealerships. Bruce has hauled in quite a few unique and special vehicles of his own. His personal stable is well stocked with rarities like a one-owner 72 BMW 2002 Ti, a 56 BMW Isetta, a 55 Studebaker Commander, a 70 Duster 340 4-speed, and a 56 Ferrari 150 motorcycle. Yes, a two-wheel Ferrari. Let's take a road trip to wild, wonderful West Virginia and hang out in Bruce Hall's massive garage. So, let's get revved up! Hello and welcome back, Cubers, to your favorite informative automotive podcast. I am your trusted host, Darren, and this week we head south on Interstate 81 just over the border into West Virginia to meet with Bruce Hall. And a big thank you to John Trubin of Trubin Motor Company who gave us this referral. We got to meet up with Bruce and talk to him about his his, uh, car transport business, of which he has been in for now for about uh, three decades, and he has one of the the highest uh, volume uh, transport uh, contracts with Lamborghini. So he is hauling Lamborghinis up and down the East Coast all the time, along with other amazing vehicles from local and regional, as well as national concourse level events. So Bruce is uh, a fascinating guy. I think you're gonna really like this episode. And again, say thank you so much to all of you for listening. Please continue to subscribe, rate, review, share us with your friends and family, get the word out. We are so glad to continue to put out this podcast and bring you great content. Your support is necessary and very much appreciated. So let's head down to West Virginia and talk to Bruce. And I'd had a 2002 before. <laughs> he called me and he said, I'm going to have to replace the BMW. And I said, okay. This was before internet, mm-hmm. you know, 70, oh, yeah. this was in 71. And uh, so he, back like the day of Hemmings and oh yeah. yeah. So he called me and he he said I don't really know what I said. Why don't you look at the new BMW? He said what new BMW? I like the one I had. I said they're coming out with a TI. He said what the hell is that? And I said Touring International injected. It's got a two liter like this same mm-hmm. motor mm-hmm. Uh, fuel injected BMW sure. and it'll flat scoop. 
and handle. Oh, yeah. So he, he, he calls me about a week later and he said, I'm not paying that kind of money for a car. Uh, my dad to say was frugal was an understatement. Sure. And we were not, we were financially challenged as I grew up. I'm an only child and it just, but anyway, I told him, I said, really look at it. He said, okay. So he calls me back and he said, I'm still not paying that kind of money. So I said, I'll make you a deal. Do you have the check from where the car was totaled? He said, yeah. I said, would you buy the BMW if I went in with you and I paid the balance? And he said, yeah, but I don't want air conditioning. I said, fine, get a sunroof. Okay. <laughs> well, I, want, I never had a red car. I want a red car. You know, and we sure, did this. Sure. So we bought it. Frankfurt took, we bought it in Huntington, West Virginia. We took delivery from the dealer in Frankfurt, uh, Germany. Went over and got it, brought it into Baltimore. And it was real simple. All the kids that were my age, I've got, there's six of us that are all cousins that are all pretty much the same age. Every one of them learned to drive on this car. It's a four-speed, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's the only option you had at that point. Yeah. So uh, the only rule was you can take it anywhere you want, but it better look the way it left when you come back. Sure. And that meant underwashing the under fenders, inner fenders, it didn't make any difference. You did that, you had the use of it the next time. Right, sure. So it, it was kind of funny, but we, we have a friend uh, out of Westchester, and he's a, a used, pre-owned, exotic dealer. And he, he's Lebanese, and he went to uh, France for university, and his first car was a red 72 2002 TI. It wasn't a sunroof, didn't have alloys, it had regular wheels so he found out about it and he said tell your dad I'd like to buy it I'll give him $25,000 for it well this was about 12 15 years ago and dad says you know that's probably a good number but I'm not I don't think we should sell it yet and I said well here's the deal I own as much of it as you do but as far as I'm concerned at this point it's your car you you call it We've had a ball with it. We ought to cross it. We hill climbed mm-hmm. it. We did all kinds of stuff with it. So he he uh, got very ill, and uh, he called me in the hospital room, and he said, uh, you know, it might be time to sell a little red car. And I said, do you really want to sell it? And he said, well, I think we should. And I said, well, maybe I should just give you the money for the car. Mm-hmm. And he said, no. And he rolled over and went to sleep. My kids were standing outside. I got two children. One's 50, one's 49 now. And they said, my God, Dad, you're not going to let go of the little red car, are you? And I said, well, I'll make you a deal. I'm an only child. My mom and my dad and I were very close. And I said, if he mentions it again, we'll sell it. That's what he wants. And he's done everything in the world for us. It'll go. If he doesn't mention it, it'll never leave. Two days later, he passed. Mm. So the little bad boy came up here. It was already here. He'd been here for a long time. and uh, I was doing this truck for him. He loved 35 Ford because that was mm. the last year for uh, alloy wheels. Okay. Um, alloy wheels. Yeah. For wire wheels. Sure. 
and he loved pickup trucks. And he had a 35 uh, Cabriolet or Roadster, one of the true Roadsters with insert windows, mm-hmm. not roll-ups. Sure. And he loved the color, so we we he bought it. I started doing the restoration on it. I could, if I had all the parts, which I have 99% of them, but if I had them all laying here and had another set of hands, I could probably work walk in here on Saturday and drive it out on Sunday. Oh my. That's how close yeah, it yeah. is. But it sets there because that's my office and <laughs> that's my dad. Yeah. Well, he's right, right there. You know? Yeah. And it's hard for me to separate it. That's... My son would love to have it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that may happen at some point, but, uh, yeah, they take on a whole life of their own, don't they? Yes. And that embodies your father, which I can understand you want, he's sitting there right over your shoulder every day. (laughs) Why not? Why not? Absolutely. Well, would you mind telling the the Cars of Carl listeners a little bit about this, the special motorcycle that you have that you can certainly win a bet with most, (laughs) uh, motorcycle guys on? It's a 1956, 150 CC Ferrari motorcycle. Wow. That's the easy part. As Paul Harvey used to say, you want the rest of the story. Sure. The rest of the story is there were two cousins of Enzo Ferrari that lived in southern Italy. And they decided since Cuz was doing so well with cars, they worked for Perella Motorcycles. They were going to start building motorcycles. So in their proverbial back garage they started building these motorcycles uh, they took it to us they took their first one to a show in southern Italy and started taking orders mm. uh, little did they know what was going to happen uh, they ended up taking a lot of orders and not many of them were getting filled or were getting filled quickly enough mm-hmm. so as a result they uh, had phone calls going to Enzo, <laughs> and they, they would say, Mr. Ferrari, we want we want our bike, or we want to buy one of the bikes. And Enzo got a little upset. He sued him. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, that sounds like an Enzo move, yeah. Okay, so he sued him, and in Italian court, I guess that's a big deal. So the story goes that they were in court, and the judge ruled with Enzo and said, they can't use your logo but I cannot keep them from using the word Ferrari because that is their surname. Yes. So the judge required them to put another listing with the name Ferrari. And if you'll notice on the bike, in small letters, it says Fratelli, Uh, Brothers Ferrari. Okay. Okay. That was a distinction. Okay. I have spent, I'd hate to tell you how many hours, researching the bikes. Mm-hmm. There is one in Southern California that I'm positive is there. Uh, there is one in South, Southern Florida, and I know that one's there. We know of none others in the United States. Wow. Uh, let alone anybody's got a spare motor and a spare tank. Sure, right. But uh, they, as a result of the lawsuit, the brothers closed their factory on November the 15th of 1955. So their 56 models were the last ones out. There is no record of production numbers. There is no record of serial numbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, the bike I have is a frame and motor matching. Wow. Um, but nobody knows about them. Wow. 
they're they're not a very desirable type machine, but it is so so rare. Sure, the provenance. We have found about fifteen to twenty pictures of different bikes that we're sure are different. They made four or five different styles, but to this day, I've only found about, like I say, less than 20 mm. pictures of them. Uh, so, but nobody knows. Wow. This bike was restored in 81. It came into the U.S. later that year and was rolled in the back of a guy's garage in North Carolina with a lot of other uh, Italian collectibles, shall sure. we say. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as a result, it never saw the light of sun. And uh, when I called a gentleman and owned it and we were kind of talking about him, that's what I ended up with. Wow. Well, that's a really cool story. Yeah. Very cool story. Well, if you would tell, I mean, for three decades now, you've, uh, with Applewood Motor Car Transport. Yes, sir. Would you like to put a, just a little bit out there of what, what your company is, what it does, and... and Certainly, the rig I got to walk past <laughs> is, you know, jaw dropper, and then even what's inside it is even more impressive. So. Basically, we are an enclosed transporter, and we rent space. Uh, we'll usually haul one a month. That's at least a million dollars or more. Probably, um, we do a lot of exotics. We do a lot of Ferrari. We've been the largest carrier for a single carry in the United States for Lamborghini for five or six years. We've been with them for 16. We do a lot of Ferrari, Maserati, and a lot of Porsche. Uh, some of the more high-line uh, Mercedes, mm-hmm. Astons. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do some Lotus. So, But we also do the guy that's got the 70 Duster or the sure. other muscle cars. And we've done Jettas. Uh, mm. It's a space situation. Mm-hmm. We're enclosed. We're highly insured. Mm-hmm. Uh, so most of our customers, probably on an annual basis, somewhere 82, 83% of our customers are either A, repeat, or B, referral. Uh, last year, 12 months, we did uh, 1,182 cars. And we are small. We generally cover eastern Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amelia Ma- Island. I know you're Maine, Mass- Maine to Miami. Mm-hmm. We don't do much auction work okay. like some of the big dogs do. Uh, we do uh, some concourse stuff. We go to Amelia. We go to Boca. Uh, we go to the Alt in Cincinnati. We go to Greenwich. Uh we go to Hilton Head, so you know mm-hmm. we're in. Mm-hmm. We have a uh, a lot of dealers that we do their distance stuff. You know the cl- close service things. They use a rollback sure, or a covered sure. rollback, but uh, like, customer wants a new Huracan and they they want it's in Miami and they want it up in New England. That's our phone rings in a lot of cases. Sure, yeah. you know every dealer has their own preferred carrier. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's understandable. We're kind of like the caregiver for the grandchild. Sure. You know, you want to turn your car over. You want to get it there. You want to know what's happening. And when it gets there, you want it to be the same as it was when it left. Yes. And that's what we strive to do. Yeah. 
But on the other hand, if you have a carrier that says, I've never hurt a car, well, you didn't hold any. Because just the odds, you know, if, if we did almost 1,200 last year, if we had an issue with 1%, 1% is 12. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. You can't live with that. Mm-mm. No. And the other thing is, it's when you get down to it, it's if something does happen, and they're they're mechanical, the cars are mechanical, and they're the trucks are mechanical. Something's going to happen. Uh, it's how you deal with it. Right. And if you deal with it in an upfront manner, ninety nine chance out of a hundred people understand. And that's why you have those two categories of customers: the repeats and the referrals, yes. which are the best yes. uh, best confidence in you. I hope so. Which is pretty <laughs> phenomenal. Well, if you would talk, I mean, I took some photos here, but just some of the some of that your uh, cars in your stable here and some of your, your fun stuff just to, to share. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I've got a 1955, it's my wife's in fact, Studebaker Commander. Uh, it was a gift to her from my dad. It has 11,000 original miles. Uh, it is totally original. It has had one repaint, so as far as I'm concerned, it's no longer original. Uh, we've got a little 63 uh, Sprite. Midget, mm-hmm. smidget, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> We've got a 68 Seattle Spring, which is an Italian-built car. The Seattas had very small displacement V8s. The actual motor was about 15 inches long, oh, wow. and you could almost reach into the engine bay and pick it up with one hand and bring it out. Oh, wow. Most of those cars are up into the 250 and up. We have a friend who's also a customer that has a coupe that's just been restored and it was appraised at a million dollars. The little 58s, the way they came to be, is Seattle went down the tubes and some of their management people and some of their key production people decided we're gonna try to resurrect the brand. Mm -hmm. So in the late 60s, they designed the car with the exception of two things. They didn't have a drive line and they didn't have a, a, a frame to set it on. Mm-hmm. So they went to Fiat. And with Fiat, they cut a deal to buy chass- rolling chassis okay. ready to go with 850cc uh, Fiat motors. And then they dropped their bodies on them. Sure. Uh, there's a few around, but very few. Uh, this one is an unrestored, runs like a top. I take it out and <laughs> drive it to town every once in a while. Um, we've got a 64 and a half by VIN number, not BS, uh, Mustang convertible. Uh, it came out of the factory as a three speed, uh, six cylinder. First owner? No, sir. Oh, okay. Um, I bought it to help a gentleman out that was some illness. And I think that the 64, 65 are about as bland a looking thing as you can find. It was other than the Shelby, they got up to uh, 66, and they came out with the, the GT. Mm-hmm. Well, the GT had the V8 in it. Mm-hmm. It had a four-speed You could do the it. rally pack and so yeah. on. Yeah. So I put the bolt-on parts on this. <laughs> I dropped the six with the three-speed on the floor out, and it's got a 289 with the four-speed. The proper, yeah. And then I, made, I cloned it, including the exhaust out the rear valance, and the right wheels and the striping and the fog lights and the grill sure to make it clone like a 66. Yeah. But those are all bolt-on stuff. 
Still, it, yeah. it, it looks sharp. And then we've got a 35 Ford pickup that I was doing for my dad. Yeah. Uh, I've got a 70 344 speed Survivor uh, Plymouth Duster. Uh, it's it's a kind of what I call monkey vomit green. <laughs> <laughs> and I told everybody years ago that I had this exact, exact car. So a friend of mine called me about three or four years ago, and he said, I think I know where there's a duster. And I said, good. He said, but you're not. You're going to hate it because it is the ugliest green you've ever seen. <laughs> and I said, nope, that'll work. Yeah, I know exactly the green, yeah. So, so I called the guy that had it. And I went up and looked at it and walked around the car, got in the car, looked at everything about the car. And I turned around to him and I said, so what am I paying for it? And he said, wait a minute, that's a weird way to negotiate a sale. And I said, let me tell you, I bought one of these brand spanking new, everything like this, green exterior, green interior, bench seat, sure. four speed, the whole bit. I said, there's only a couple things on this car that are different than the one I bought new. And he said, what's that? And I said, my dash had the tack in it. This does not. My car was a black striped car. Mm. This is a white striped car. And I said, mine had the rectangular fluted exhaust, and this does not. He said, open up the trunk. There was the fluted exhaust, the replacement uh, dash cluster with the tack, and a brand new set of black stripes. It had to be a real close VIN to yours. Yeah, exactly. So I turned around and looked at him and I said, like I said, what am I paying for the car? And he's, he said, uh, well, here's what I've got in it. I said, I don't care. Sure, sure. Just tell me what you want yeah, for the car. Yeah, what's the out the door? Huh? And he told me, and I said, that'll work. How do you want your money? And he said, uh, <laughs> okay, here's the way I want it. I said, that's fine. I said, I'll be back tomorrow. And I'll have your money the way you want it. He said, okay, why don't you just go ahead and take the car? I said, excuse me? He said, didn't somebody bring you up here? I said, yeah, my wife drove me up here. He said, let me tell you, let me go get the key and the title, and you can take it home with you. I said, I've given you nothing. He said, you don't know me, and I don't know you, but I know of you, and I'll get my money tomorrow. Don't make a special trip. And the deal was done. What a... There's not a lot of people like that. Right no, now. there aren't. Not even if you go rewind 30 years, you wouldn't find that. Yes. So. Wow. Then I've got my last of my 13 BMW Isetta 300s. This is... I kept this one because it just hadn't been messed with. And uh, it's a 56. It's a sliding window. I mean, a bubble window rather than a slider, mm. which is most of the cars are sliders. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And this is what they call the Z-Trim car. Um... My Master Schmitz are gone. Uh, I've got my 1957 quarter midget that uh, this is a twin to the car that I won the state championship in West Virginia in 57 and 58. Oh, I didn't know you were a driver. That's yeah. cool. No, we drove a lot of crazy stuff. That's pretty neat. We did sports cars. We did drag races. Do you have a favorite genre? or just? Nope. Yeah. I, I'm I'm a purist. Sure. I'm not a big street ride guy. Yeah. But I can totally understand and respect the work that is done on some of these street rides. Oh things. yeah, yeah. Yeah, quite the canvas for creativity. Oh, absolutely. They really are. Absolutely. They really are. Well, any other really great stories about? Uh, I mean, I know with the 2002, that's just uh, phenomenal. 
Um, the fact that you bought it new and yes, yes, it, it it's you know we've turned down a lot of money for it, but I'm really and BMW corporate has told you right that they it's the most original BMW out of Greer, mm-hmm. South Carolina. They built a 2002 out of spare parts. The guy that was in charge of that has the identical car to mine, except his is not a sunroof car. Okay. And I met him at Hilton Head one year, and he offered me to trade my car for his fully restored car that he oversaw the deal. And then he said, you know, or I could probably get you the one we just built from BMW. And I said, no. Uh, a major race driver who everybody would know, he's a BMW dealer, and he sent his guy over and he said, I'm authorized to trade you title for title for any BMW we have on any of our dealership anywhere. And I said, no, thank you. Mm. Mm. Uh, you never, you can never replace the story and the memories and the fact oh, that you absolutely. and your dad bought it together. I mean, absolutely. That doesn't carry a price. No. So. And it's it's not a question of price. I mean, it cost me, I don't know, a couple hundred bucks a year to insure it through Haggerty's, mm-hmm. and I don't really, yeah, I don't care. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's so sentimental, and and we have a great time. You know, the kids come over, any car person that comes into to our office and sees it just goes oh, nuts, yeah. especially with the fact that it's red right. and it's not um, oxidized. It's not. Mm-hmm. anything mm-hmm. Uh, I had a guy to show say how often do you wash this car I said I don't know I think 2007 maybe 2008 was the last time it was washed so you know if, if it doesn't get wet and it's not in the sun the red stays pretty good yes it does uh, we don't do a lot of prep to the paint mm-hmm. uh, I had a gentleman that one of the shows we were at he said I can't believe this car has not been repainted and I said, well, it was painted by BMW. He said, you sent it over to BMW to have it painted? I said, no. <laughs> Your BMW dealer here in the U.S. repainted it? And I said, nope. no. It's the paint that came on it from BMW. Yep. You know, exactly. so that speaks a lot for their product, too. Yes, it does. Yes, know? it does, for sure. But we've, we have had probably, I don't know, five or six 2002s. I love the round taillight deal. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're such a classic car. Oh, absolutely. And handle and drive and snap. We were down at uh, St. Michael's mm. at one of their events, and this guy came up to me and he said, uh, is this your car? I said, yes, sir. He said, I got something you need. <laughs> I said, really? He said, yep, I've got a motor for one of those. And I thought, you know, I really don't need a motor. Sure. But I said, boy, it might be neat to detail out and put it in the shop yeah put it in the office so yeah he asked me i asked him what he wanted for it and he told me and i said okay i'll pay that and uh, i said but it's going to be a week or so before i can get back down here with the truck to haul it back because I, I wasn't going to put it in a car no no so i get there and uh, he's got his money and i'm looking for a motor okay he tells me it's a 74 mm-hmm. well, 74 the pelhams were aluminum okay 72, they were rubber. Oh. Plastic. Okay. So I get down there, and the motor happened to be a motor and a transmission and all the shifting mechanism, and it's 72. (laughs) It's just a few VIN numbers 
production numbers from my car. Mm. So fortuitous. Yeah, it's kind of neat that it happened that way. Absolutely. But uh, yeah, that's a lot of fun. So if I, as I get time, which has not been much here lately, no, we do whatever we can do. Well, I want to give you final word. Any other stories or anything else about uh, Applewood Transport that you wanted to share? I really appreciate you opening up, you know, opening up your garage to us. This is oh, you're more so than much welcome, fun. and you're welcome anytime. Wow, it's so know, much fun. If you're down this way, obviously you must go this oh, way. Oh yeah, quite a bit. Yes, uh, you're more than welcome to stop anytime. Just give me a shout. Yeah, we'd love to see uh, maybe in the daytime when the transport's full of uh, Ferraris or Lambos <laughs> or both. Or well, Bruce, thank you. Okay, we're back to Carlisle here in Studio A, and want to uh, let you know that today's show is brought to you by. Audible. Thank you, sir. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. I signed up for it already. I know you did. Thank you. You're a good man. I know. Just go to audibletrial.com forward slash cars and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs and you can download a title for free and get started listening right away. So really, you have so much to look, you know, you can look through, browse everything from audiobooks, these original audio shows, news, comedy, uh, leading publishers and broadcasters, entertainers, they all have things out there. So definitely check it out. And they also have already sent, like I've gotten a couple of emails already where uh, if I download two, I get one free. So there's all sorts mm. of deals within it whenever you, once you join, some of the perks of membership are such things. So check it out. That's good. Well, so just a reminder, you can find that that opportunity through your friends here at Cars of Carlisle at audibletrial.com forward slash Cars of Carlisle. Again, that's audibletrial.com forward slash Cars of Carlisle for your free audiobook. It's perfect. Check it out. Yeah. Very excited about what's happening here in the middle of the first quarter and going into the spring months. A lot of great interviews being lined up all before we even get into the, the Carlisle Advanced Car Show. So there's going to be so much content and uh, great new things coming along with more information. Uh, episodes that will guide and walk you through all kinds of things that are happening in our industry, our hobby. We'll have more in-depth uh, intercasts with Santa Lou. There's a lot coming your way. So thanks for joining in and listening each and every week. By subscribing for free, you're sure to have us in your queue waiting each and every Tuesday night. Best way to go. So for now, I'll simply say drive well, be well, and take care. <laughs>